you've given criticism in your life, so you know how this works. But without further talking, without this is ado. Granny and the Romanian, your favorite weekly show. Better than anything else, you get by those big corporations that put up shows daily. We are broadcasting right now from Broadway, Maine. Exactly, much much better. At least we like to believe this. Broadcasting from Brunswick, Maine, and probably when you hear this episode, me and the granny will be miles apart from each other. Because this summer, I'm all over the place, and she's still in Maine. And I'm I'm remaining in Maine now. I would like you to say your name for the listening audience who really don't know you yet, but they are soon to know you. My name is Toki Saradu. I go by stock, and I'm one of the people that are working on Granny the Romanian. And you are? And I am Elsie Van Savage, living in Brunswick, Maine, broadcasting about Granny and the Romanian. And today we have decided... Spontaneously. Spontaneously. <laughs> it's the last day I'm here, so we're really doing We are going to talk about criticism. Criticism. Good, bad, or what? Criticism. Why did um, you want? To, why did you want to talk about criticism? Today? Because I, I remember my mom used to criticize me a lot. Oh, is your mom listening? Mm. Mama. Probably she'll be listening to the show. I remember. She used to criticize me a lot. I would stay in my room. There would be a t-shirt on the ground. My mom would enter. And, you know, without even looking for more than a fraction of a second, she would say, better pick that up. I didn't raise you like that. You're a lazy child. That was criticism. And I was like, oh, again, you know, it just happens all over again. So what's your point? What's the point of criticism? That's what a mother does. Exactly. (laughs) That's her job. And look look how you've turned out. I mean, probably. Yeah, she, she sometimes wants to link it to that, you know. She just ignores education, everything, and she says, yes, because I was like that with you. It turned out like this. Probably she's oh, right. Liking her probably more and more. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, but we need to discuss today what's the role of criticism in our life, and if it should have any other role, you know. Should we criticize the people we see around? Should we criticize our family, our friends? Should we criticize ideas? Should we criticize the people that are believed to be the saviors of our country or the world? Should we even have this word criticism in our vocabulary? That's to be. Like oh, I think yes. I think we should because there is criticism and criticism. There are people who criticize to hurt, to destroy. Yes. And there are other people who criticize to be helpful. And hmm, some people don't think that. Um, you know, for example, one of the worst kinds of criticism, I think, are the critiques that people do who think they're in a, they, who think they know what they're talking about. They go to plays that people have put on. You know. Um, things on the stage yeah and they can destroy the careers of many young hopeful people because they go in there and they say oh I didn't like this place sucks and then they put it in the newspaper and all the work that these young these people put in and the money they spend to to do this is destroyed because of some man or yeah. woman who just didn't happen to like it that kind of criticism I can do without I don't think that's helpful and they they have ruined the careers of people. Some got, you know, when I was growing up, there were very famous uh, theatrical cr- critics who would get who would be drunk. Mm-hmm. They'd go and they'd fall asleep, and somebody else would tell them about the play, and then they'd go home and write it up and say it. Don't go. It's terrible. So that kind of criticism, I don't like. The criticism that destroys. And why do we have to do that? Can't I mean people can criticize and say a play isn't. 
isn't maybe the best thing in the world, but here's how we can improve on it. Or maybe they could improve on it. Maybe they should do some more rehearsals. Maybe they should stop what they're doing and try again. But instead, of they, that's criticism to destroy. Don't don't like that kind. But do you think their main aim is to destroy something? Because oh, I you, do. I do. Because I do you do it. not know when it gets out of hand. I think those people have huge egos and they do it for that reason. But, because they can. Okay, that's one approach to it. Not in order to defend those people that do it, but I think it's also worth having them out there in a sense. Because, you know, when you get criticism of a play, you understand that people look at it differently. Not everyone praises it. You know, there are people that find it from a different perspective. There are people that just find it completely trash. And probably it's worth having this opinion. I agree with you, but there is constructive and destructive criticism. That's true. And I think if you could be, I think you can say these people are really, in my opinion, it's not a very good play, but I think here are are some positives or here's maybe a way to improve it. But instead to just trash it outright and say this is a piece of dreck. Do you know what Drek is? No. <laughs> Jewish word for, I think, I have a book here. It says I think it's a Jewish word for vomit. A Drek. <laughs> D-R-E-C-K or D-R-E-C-K. I have the joys of Yiddish. I'll look it up in a minute. That's great. Um, anyway, I, I, I don't like that. I like, if you have to, if you have to critique something, try to make it somewhat positive, somewhat but why? You know, this is what I'm asking because I'm I'm I have the same beliefs as you have. I think that once you criticize something, it should be constructive, so we just don't destroy that. But why shouldn't we destroy some things? You know, why should we not destroy something? Why, yeah, why shouldn't we allow? The, I mean, they're allowed to, but why shouldn't we encourage those people to just destroy some concepts? Probably they just don't believe they can be reshaped, they can be restructured or anything. But don't you believe? Don't you believe that bad news is always funner to read about than good news? At least it sure is in America. Look at those tabloids that are all over the place, with the terrible stories mostly not true. They're great press. People like it. Do people? Do you think people like to read bad criticism, negative criticism, rather than constructive? I don't know. This is something I would like. I'm actually interested in discovering because I ask this question because we tend to think, and it's I'm a, I'm a believer of the same concept. I'm a believer that criticism shouldn't be constructive. I believe that we, when we give criticism, when I criticize you for the radio show, I'm not going to say you suck. Please don't. Because that's not, <laughs> that's just you know, going to be terrible. I just say no. This was good, 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 and let's see where we can work on. That's constructive criticism. But why should we? always aim to construct what we have why shouldn't we aim at destructing some things you know we we might Hmm. actually find out throughout the show that we should construct everything we know we should we should help to reshape it and that might be a valid conclusion while we might actually think that there are some concepts in life that needs to be destructed that's a good point for instance if you if you or i went to see a play that was pro-Nazism and pro-torture and pro-Holocaust and pro all that, I would be, I would, and if I was the the hired critic uh, to go in for the newspaper and write a yes. I would have a very hard time being positive about a play like that. I would be very eager to say, don't go. Please don't give them any money. But Please don't support them. You're going to another real criticism. This is arts. This is the, yeah. the, the theater is arts, and you know, should we 
should we criticize them when they do not when they do not reflect the reality we want to be in? You know, because I don't know. That's, because that's when we're question. talking about reality, we're not talking about objective reality. At least this is my view. We're talking about relative truth and absolute truth. And abso- yeah. an absolute truth is this concept that we make from relative truth. We want to believe that our reality is the reality that other people see as well. Which is fake. Hmm. It's just a view of it. It's just a view. It's some, it's some philosophy. That's a very there. good point. So... so should we criticize those people? Should we, should we distract them that go on stage and promote pro-Nazis ideas? Promote pro-fascist ideas? When their aim might be completely different? Should we get rid of anti-Semitic racist plays? Because we want to make sure that society is shaped along the values we believe in, or should we allow it in the arts to be present? So, so you're saying it's a teaching thing, then? So, so I'm, I'm not. I'm just. I'm I just mean, are you questions. saying? I'm just really asking questions. Should we criticize it and, and destruct it, or should we allow it to be there so we are able to mm. to see what's happening? Uh, wow, that's a tough one. I can't even begin to answer it. Yeah, I think that's that's good living our listeners with a bit of a question. And don't forget, you're listening to... Oh, yes, we are. I forget. What's the name of the show again? Granny and the Romanian. <laughs> the Romanian. And I'm not the Romanian. And you I'm might, you might have figured either. that one out. <laughs> but today we're discussing criticism. But have you ever been criticized by a mother when you were young? Oh, Oh, big. <laughs> that was a rhetorical All question. The time. Both parents went after it. It seemed like for them, in their generation... I think that they believed that if you go after a child and negatively criticism, it's going to throw the, the boys are going to grow up to be men and yep. women are going to grow up to be good, strong women who know how to sew and iron and and cook and that, that's <laughs> do all those things. And I think that in those days to, to criticize and especially in public to humiliate them made them be stronger and better. I never bought that into that. I think that that destroys the soul of a child when you criticize them constantly all the time instead of once in a while coming up with something positive, even if you have to fake it. If they do a painting, then it's the worst thing you make you want to throw up. You say, oh, where did you ever get that wonderful idea? How beautiful. Look at the colors. Look at the design. There are ways you can do it. It's called the white lie. Do you have a white lie in Romania? I think you just accused me today of too much white lying in the yeah, morning. White so. lying is, but li- white lying, I encourage, I, I encourage our boys to do it. For example, if a little old lady came up to one of my boys and was wearing a dress that was just terrible, awful, ragged, <laughs> dirty, filthy, and she, she said, do you like my new dress? My boys had better say, it is the most beautiful dress I have ever seen. <laughs> Because she's a little old lady and needed to hear it. I know that that's wrong. I know. I get it all. But, you know, there are times when you do it because it helps a person. And if that little old lady then walks away thinking, oh, somebody likes my pretty dress and she's happy for the day. Right, wrong, or indifferent. What do you think? Do you think that's a bad thing to do? What if one of your kids, which are not born yet, but what would what would you tell them to do if a little old lady with a ragged dress said? Probably the same. Probably the you same. You would want them yeah. to do the right thing, which is yeah. to say, you are a beautiful woman and you look wonderful yeah. today. I would say, I would probably, they would, they would be encouraged to say that because, I mean, I, I was raised with the same values. I was raised with these ideas of... Not fully, but I was raised with the idea of not judging someone's appearance that much. You know, not judging the way someone looks physically. 
So, you know, when someone asks me, hey, what do you think of that? I would be, yeah, you know, it's nice. That's what my parents told me because it's comforting. And I think it's nice sometimes being able to comfort people. But but there are those who would say then that you're – now, I have, I have friends who pride themselves on being totally honest to the point where they hurt people. They say, no, that really sucks. Or come to dinner at your house and – you know, you choke it down. You 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 eat whatever. I'm, but I I I have a problem with total honesty when it's used as a bludgeon. I know. I don't like it. And it's not only with total honesty. It's also with with people that advertise themselves as not politically correct mm-hmm. and just use that tool, you know, to offend everyone possible. That's thinking the one. That, That's it. That's oh, I'm it. so edgy. You know, I'm just so edgy. I um, mean, I'm, yes, you know, it's not you can me. always count on me to tell you the full truth. Please don't. No, shut up. But, <laughs> but basically what, what was saying that you were, you were saying something before about parents criticizing and uh, agreeing that, agreeing, buying into this idea that heavy criticism is going to raise the child into being a better person. My parents bought into that criticism a bit. And I could see why, actually, because it all depends on the circumstances in which the the child is raised up, I think. Because the moment you take the child and let's say you have a you have a wealthy neighborhood in which your child is not really at risk you know he can be himself herself themselves around anyone else it's fine when you're born in the neighborhood i was born you kind of had to stand up for yourself so if you're not able to accept the criticism your parents gave, you know, like, you look stupid with that hat, you know, take it down. Or or you better make your bed today, you little shock, otherwise you're not going to get dessert. Or oh, oh mama Or man. something like that, you know. <laughs> okay. What would happen when you go out and someone would say, if you don't pass me the ball, I'll slap you and I'll kick your head or something. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, mom, you know, I cannot, no, you need to stand up for yourself. So I understood. And up to this day, you know, I don't, I don't say to my parents, oh, you raised me bad because of that. No, it was what they had, I think, to do when they saw that circumstance around. But we are all victims of victims. You know that. So, yeah. so they were raised that way, maybe. And maybe it, maybe it filtered out a little bit and got better yeah. with yours. Were they, did your parents ever say that when they were kids that they were criticized heavily by their parents? They were hit by their parents, yeah. They were hit by their parents. Yeah. Okay. For, did they earn it? I don't know, because it's very difficult for me to analyze it. I think that's where the transgenerational discourse comes into play. I cannot really see violence part of the upbringing of a child. Probably you can see it, you know, while I'm not, it was not really part of my child. Some people were hit, yeah. You know, some kids were slapped by their parents. My parents slapped me a couple of times, but... Did you deserve it? I do not know, because this is what, you know, I understand this idea of deserving differently than you do. And I do not know exactly what I what you're looking for when you ask me if they deserve Well, what did you do to earn it? What did I do to get do you, If you Maybe you don't remember. I fought against the system. I fought against my mom, basically. Oh, well, then you're going to get slapped a lot because you fight the system all the time. In a exactly. right, in the right way. <laughs> exactly. You know, you do, you do. You are, you know, ladies and gentlemen of the listening audience, pay attention to this man's stock. You're going to hear about him. He is no. going to say he's going to save a portion of this world. You are. No, you two will see. We are going to do it. <laughs> Me, I'm 81. No, I have no so, more time. Yeah, yeah, don't worry, you have time. No, <laughs> I'm not going to go marching. With, as I said to you a little while ago, I don't have a pitchfork and I don't no have worry, a, thing we can with, buy one of those. a stick with fire on we the end. We can get one of those in Walmart for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Anyway, but you, well, if, but what, what if you went into an art gallery that you're, that a good friend of yours 
had some paintings in there and you really hated them. What would you say? Because what if you wanted to warn her to take the paintings down? Somebody's going to do something bad and somebody's going to. How do you how would you critique a friend when in your heart you thought this is the worst thing I have ever laid eyes on in yeah. my life? That's well. That that's something difficult. So sometimes I get. Sometimes some people. I'm, I'm very passionate about photography. I'm not a photographer, but sometimes people send me photos, and they ask them, "What's your opinion on them?" And sometimes I want to tell someone, "This is trash." You know, I think from my own perspective, it's trash. But then I think that I'm gonna hurt the other person. I think the choice of language plays an important part in it, and the way you structure our argument. Because when you when you give, I like giving criticism. I like criticizing someone else's work the same way I like our work being criticized. I like when people tell us, you know, Granny and the Romanian, you might be a good show, but you suck at the same time. You know, because of this, this, and this. I think that's good criticism. They give us criticism. You know, I like that. I like having people that do not agree with us. But when we do it, I usually, it's nicer to hear. A compliment before, or something beneficial, or something mm-hmm. that you've done wrong, right. For example, Elsie, today your painting was beautiful, and I think it really emphasized the sky. And then you drop the butt. But here comes yeah, and then drop the butt, and then it. comes a five-page list of what you think went terrible. No, but I think your people were drawn badly you know i think this and this and this and this and this that's a way of approaching it and apparently scientifically speaking that's more efficient than just starting criticizing someone but stock how do you how do you um react personally when you you have a show now at Bowden of your photographs I, I mean, think so. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, we haven't yeah, seen yeah, yet. Yeah, We're going to go. And when you get a constructive but negative criticism about something that you have poured your whatever soul into, for me, I, I take it's a twenty-four hour thing. I will, I will say to myself, this was constructive. I'm going to learn from this. I'm going to grow from it. But I'm feeling a knot in my stomach for oh, twenty-four yeah. hours. Yeah, I feel it. It's the same. And I have to have that twenty-four hours to get over myself because. A lot of these people didn't do it to harm me. They did it because they wanted to save me from embarrassing myself more. I mean, so can you stand in front of a person who is saying, you know, that picture there, I don't know. I, I, I didn't get the message. I don't know what you're doing. What do you, maybe you should get a day job. What, <laughs> <laughs> how do you personally react to it in your heart and soul? I feel a bit. If I can be honest, I feel a bit, you know, hurt by what yeah. someone said. You know... Your picture is kind of trash. I submitted, I remember, I tried to submit a poem, I think, a couple of days ago to a magazine in Romania, and they rejected it straightforward. I understood why, but the same thing. Did they tell you why? They just didn't send you a form saying thank you? It's not appropriate for the magazine. It's not the format they wanted. I realized it was a very... That's a a, a pat answer, they call that. It's it's not appropriate. It's not good for them, but but good luck with it and sending it to someone. You know, and I understand why. It It was not in the shape I wanted it to be either. But it felt a bit. It felt. It a bit, always bit, hurts. Yeah, Reje- rejection is hurt. never easy, even when even when we know the person is right. True. The person who who is yeah. in charge of that magazine understood that it wasn't ready for them. Yeah. But he didn't say to you, "This is a terrible. How dare you send this?" Yeah. He didn't no, say that. It, the person said very nicely to me, but it felt a bit betraying. But then you know, I think I got that. And the moment you get that criticism, I think you you realize you're not invincible. That's what I, I like about criticism. It reminds you that you're not 
The center of the universe, you are not perfect. Not everything revolves around you. Shut up and accept it. You know, and get over you, yourself. You got to accept it and live with it. But can you, when you get uh, something that you have submitted or, or created a, a, a whatever you do, a poem or a, a picture, anything that you've done, and you poured your heart and soul into it and you get a negative uh, a rejection, can you continue on with continue the fight? Sometimes I do. Dep- depends on what it is and how long it takes. Because for some projects in which I did not invest that much time and get rejected, I just let them go. For some projects that have been very close to my heart, um, in which I in which I really really believed, I cannot really let go of those. No, I need to invest more time. Will you try, even though the crit- criticism has been not favorable, will you give up, not ever try again? No, I mean, this is what happened since I was in Romania. You know, people told me, you're not going to make it, you're not going to do that, you're not going to do that. Well, what, I, you mean was it because of your American plans? No, I mean, I did not really think I was going to come to America. I mean, about anything. I had dreams, you know. I had dreams. So, yeah, I want to reshape the educational system in Romania. Oh, you cannot do it. You know, you're just a kid. You know, oh, guess what? We passed a bill in the parliament that we worked on. Ah. Uh, then, you know, you cannot do this. You cannot do this. You cannot do this. Uh, it was a lot of this destructive criticism that, in a sense, I'm grateful for. I'm, I'm grateful for it because it prepared me. I don't think, I don't think everyone can receive it the same way depends on the way you are born because I was born in an environment that was very pessimistic so the moment you are born into an environment that's very pessimistic for you darkness is something that's ordinary it's out of darkness you make you know optimism you make jokes you make everything while people are used to the light in other places you know and it's difficult for them to understand darkness so for me you know when the people are telling me you cannot do it what I would do is no I would, I, would, I would tell them you know or I would tell myself those people are just saying nonsense I believe in myself and I'll try to do it and many times you'll fail yeah because before having that exhibition in in Bowdoin College, that photograph exhibition, I submitted other photos. None got accepted. Only that one. Yeah. Really? So are you, are you, do you think that, that, that criticism is a cultural thing? Country, country to country? On the way you do it. I think criticism happens everywhere. I'm not sure if it's something natural. I'm not sure if it's something where it's just a social construct. This this would be a good analysis for someone that wants to do their PhD on criticism. But depends on the way you do it. And culture by culture, we mean, you know, even town to town, family to family, even, you know, couple to couple. It depends a lot and depends on the way they were raised. Because some people can take negative criticism much more easily. And they can make fun of it. And I think these are people with a strong self of self-irony. People that live through more pessimistic times. You know, the moment you live through a harsh environment, you understand that you're not really the center of the universe. You understand that, you know, you are just a piece of crap as everyone else that is living this ordinary lifestyle. And someone criticizes you, it's like, yeah, you know, I take it, I make fun of myself, go on. So, okay, and th- this is interesting. I have, a, I have a, a method of getting over when I want to do something with my life and I'm afraid of people not approving it, uh, do you know what blinders are that a horse wears? Yeah. They're leather, little square leather know, things. It keeps the horse from seeing side to side. I decide, I put on my blinders, and I pretend that there's nobody out there and nobody out there 
I'm just going to go that way and I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to either succeed or fail on my own, not because these people criticized on my left or on my right. Because if you start to think about the people out there, the competition, first of all, but the critical competition, that's hard. So that's why I think it's a fun lifestyle. Blinders. I mean, I like the chaos a lot. I have my criticism of those, of this overly competitive market as well. I don't think it's the healthiest approach for us humans to evolve. I think it promotes selfish values instead of com- community-based values. But I wonder if this approach of having blinders is what we should have in life. Works and for me because I can't, if I start paying attention to the negative critic criti- critiques on each criticism critics on each side of me, I often give up. I think there there are hundreds of thousands of them, and I'm just one person. So get the blinders on, not leaving them on forever. But when I'm pursuing that goal, for instance, with my paintings, um, I had a pretty good career with those paintings and I paint like a four-year-old <laughs> but it appealed to a lot of people who paid me lots and lots of money for these paintings because it was called outsider art and uh, outsider art by Elsie yeah, Van Savage yeah but anyway yeah. so so yeah, but do you think, think do you think that um oh I want to ask you in in uh, about teachers but what I want to know if you think um are we natural criticizers are we born to I don't know that's why I said previously. Is that a social yeah. construct? Or is, is it, it a, or is it just something? I, I think it's. Know. I think it, I like to think it's natural that it's not our fault, but that's too easy. But let, it, we don't, we don't have too much time left. We have on, five minutes left on Granny and the and so, the. I keep wanting to call it Granny and the librarian, and Granny and the Romanian. I want to know about your teachers. In what was being critical of your schoolwork a thing that was going to make a man of you? With some teachers? No, it was it was very looked down on. What was looked down on to c- criticize? Yeah, we were not encouraged to criticize or to ask questions. Depends because I went to two high schools. I went to the one in Romania, the public high school, in which uh, I went into so much trouble. Honestly, my parents. I remember when they were coming to the, the headmaster's office, and my dad would scream, be like, "How do you dare call my child stupid?" <laughs> you know, or some stuff like that. They yeah. didn't. They yeah, did. They did. They did. Uh, oh, we, I didn't have a good relationship. Yeah, I had with some of that administration. too. So. Good for your father. I praise. I support that. He Same. should have done that. And I did not. It was not encouraged to criticize. It was encouraged to be obedient. You know, follow the route. That's how you succeed in life. And that's why many people nowadays, many kids in schools, do not fight for causes. Do not join the movements. Do not do anything. Do not get political. They just go because with, the rules say to not do it. The hidden rules. The hidden rules. They go with the flow. You know, they just go, and I do not blame them. It's just the way they see. They get a job, and that's it. You know. Uh, yeah, I'm going to get a job in being an assistant at the shop and that's it. You know, no values, no idealism to follow, nothing. And it's not their fault. It's just that the school did not encourage criticism. They just encouraged obedience. Uh-huh. And so many that's of, this, of those people know that have incredible minds, that have incredible talents with their hands, talents with their feet, with their mouth, with anything. You know, they have, they're very talented people. They just end up buying into the rhetoric and not offering much criticism because one reason, they're afraid. Second of all, they do not know that they can be criticized or they can criticize. And how are you going to change this in the world stock as you get older now that you're – he don't forget, folks, he's still just 20 and I'm so still 81. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm too tired and too Almost old. Like, I'm not going to change anything, but are you? Almost there. Um, I hope people get out of their comfort zone more. 
And but this requires some systematic change, I think. You know, this is why I was telling, I was talking to, and I think that we are very afraid of disruptions in the world. You know, we're very afraid of something coming in and really disrupting the status quo. You know, taking people out of their comfort zone, being like threatening the state we have. You know, or anything. Just take the elections that were happening in 2016. You know, people are like, this is the end. This is the end. This is the end. Yeah. But some might argue that that was beneficial because it took people out of their comfort zone and realized that there is more out there than expected before. And as you said a little while ago, it it stirred things up. People are now thinking and and reacting and um, not always favorably, but they're they're reacting. I'm not not sure. I don't don't agree with with the the politics of the current president at all, but him being elected or... Or anything related to his election encourage a wave of criticism to happen. Is that beneficial? Probably it is, because many people that were silent before managed to find the voice of themselves. And That's it, right, Stock. And it required and it required some massive, you know, some massive change that people were not ready to. And it's it's shocking that you see for someone for some people that are progressive minded, you see the actions that he takes and the discourse that he have that are truly outrageous. But sometimes I think of myself, do we, probably we sometimes need this because we just get so comfortable. We just take everything for granted and we think the world is going to be like you. that. And it's sad to say, but probably we do sometimes need to be. I think we probably do need it. It is, it is uncomfortable, as you say. Americans are very into physical comfort, mental comfort, <laughs> any kind of anything that feels good. Um, but this guy, um, love him or hate him, we are all talking now yeah. and uh, debating and not winning, not losing, just doing it. Just talking at least. Is our know? time up on this it's wonderful subject? There. Have it's we? almost st- there. But do you think we have solved this problem in the world today, Stock? Isn't that what no, we're... No, I hope we're not going to solve this problem because I hope people will start talking about it more. Oh, I thought that we... I thought that was the whole goal of this radio show to no. fix everything in the world. No, I just think I think we're just raising more questions. So what do you think of criticism, guys? Just take a moment to reflect whether you are driving or not, whether you're walking your dog or walking your daughter to the park or whatever you're doing. Think of criticism. Should we criticize? Should we be criticized? Should we just get rid of it and accept everyone the way they are? Who knows? Who knows, indeed. But I do know that we are going to come back in a week. Well, you're on your way to... Everywhere, to everywhere on the world. So please criticize <laughs> yes. me for being. Oh, from that one, if you're going to hear maybe a lot of static on this, because we're going to be talking from Malaysia and all over all over the world. My, I am sitting here in this nice, comfortable American room, <laughs> and you're going to be out saving the world and talking to me from there, from wherever there but, yeah. is. But we'll talk from there. But up until next time, goodbye and thank you for a great Lots year. Of stock love. kisses, love kisses, everybody, and thank you and stock Have for giving me time and changing for- my life. <laughs> We can criticize that if you guys want. Okay, we can do that next time. See you later. Bye. Hey folks, we're here again. It's Granny and Hero.